Blog Talk Radio.
Well, was, I was writing the columns. It was after June. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, really, real specific there. But uh, yeah, it was it was sometime last year. They uh, CNN was talking about white power bands and hatred and shit like that, and then Hate Breed's name got uh, brought up. Well, they're yeah. like the anti-hate band. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were quite pissed, and then uh, CNN's like, "Oh shit, we're sorry. We thought your name meant uh, that you hated everybody." And they're like, uh, "No." <laughs> <laughs> CNN, we don't do any investigative reporting at all. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, so so they got a retraction and apology, but I was still actually that uh, I remember in that that column I got to mention everybody's favorite Nazi satanic black metal goat moon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was, I was like, any, yeah, any relation goat to goat whore? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> one's from Louisiana, the other one's from God knows where in Europe. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, yes. So, yeah, Hatebreed, eh, they're one of those bands that, like, I don't hate, but I don't love them. They're just kind of there. Like, I met Jamie Goff, the ones that I, uh, the only metal concert I've ever been to. Really sweet guy. He won me over because he was wearing a Sodom shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Let me. Um, go ahead. He was with Kingdom of Sorrow. Yeah, you were listening to Kingdom of Sorrow. Um, no. I may have listened to him once, but they don't stand out in my memory. Oh, it's uh, him and Kirk Winstein and uh, from Crowbar and a few other people. Okay. Yes, yeah, pretty solid. Um. I have to say, this is probably the first Hatebreed album that I've listened to from start to finish. I think it was one of the reasons why I kind of insisted that we review it. It It's kind of like when I, re, when I do live coverage for the MMA site. It makes me have to sit down and pay attention to it rather than dismiss it or kind of listen to it in the background but not give it a lot of attention. So... To, to go back, if, you, if you've listened to the previous podcast, you know that I'm like twice Robert's age. And... Um, I was coming up through high school when you know when, when metal kind of had its resurgence, as we said with the the Pantera review, uh, when Pantera and all those Roadrunner bands um, were coming out, and uh, short so after that like first wave passed, that's when Hatebreed uh, came around. I mean, Hatebreed's been around for a long time now, and yeah. you know, look as I said to as I said to four one one's own uh, he who writes the blueprint Pat Mullen tonight. I said I, this was a band that I actively ignored because I felt like them and their fans were just a bunch of white hat wearing douchebags, and yeah. you know, and I, like I said, I'm now I'm now almost forty. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't, um, and I just want to listen to music that I enjoy. You know, I don't know if like fifteen year old me would have ever given Five Finger Death Punch a chance because it just I, seemed I like what was that? I said I don't. I was uh, not to cut you too short, but I was listening to uh, like metal radio on like the TuneIn radio on my Kindle, mm-hmm. and like I was like Five Finger Death Punch. I didn't know who it was. I'm like, this sounds like shit. And then I look at him like, mm, typical. <laughs> yeah, I know. And look, the point that I'm getting to with all of this is, I am definitely somebody, and I think you are too, who appreciates smartly written metal. You know, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy a lot of the European bands. I enjoy good musicianship. You know, yes, I want it to be heavy. Yes, I want it to be fast and thrashy. Yes, I want it uh, to be music I can mosh to, essentially. But it, it's kind of like with movies. On the one hand, I'll, I can watch an independent film and, and appreciate it and um, 
really sink my teeth into something that's smartly written for a smart, uh, an artsy-smartsy film crowd. On the other hand, I also like the Kentucky Fried movie. You know? Kentucky <laughs> Fried movie? <laughs> like what, Friday? No, I mean the <laughs> – no, that's an actual <laughs> movie, Robert. I, I know. It was a, it was a uh, risque joke there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like I, I like um, The Expendables. Okay, The Expendables is about as smartly written as a wet fart. But it was fun to watch stuff grow up. Yeah, yeah, it really was. The Expendables too was like a wet fart, but somebody read a joke book in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, that was a wet fart with Chuck Norris. Um, yeah. But my point. So that's kind of how I've come to hate breed. It was like, look, at, you know, at this stage of my life, I just want to listen to really good music, music that I enjoy, and I don't really care about the context of it. So I figured, let me give this a sh- let me give this a chance before I dismiss Hatebreed forever. Let me because I've I've listened to Hatebreed at concerts. You know, I've I've I think I saw them at one of the uh, the Rockstar Mayhem shows in the yeah. last year or two, and they were great. I, I I enjoyed the crap out of them. I know I jumped in the mosh pit and everything else, and uh, I was like, you know, I, I think I've been a little too hard on the Beaver. So here we are. We're- the Beaver, what? Yes, leave it to Beaver. Come on now. Yeah, no, I know that joke. It's just that wow, that came out of kind of left field. Yeah, you know that's because you don't know me that well. I've actually been running around saying all kinds of odd things today. Last week I was telling everybody in my defense, Ozzy snorted a line of ants. This I never uh, stole that. (laughs) Did did you steal that? Yeah, you remember it was on a shit. I think it was one of your. uh, I was on Facebook and you said something. And I was like, "Oh, and you know, in his defense, uh, Ozzy snorted a line of ants." It was either right. there or the super secret writers for him. Um, so the, today well. I was running around telling everybody that this jail needs an enema. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I am king of the obscure reference. All right. Uh, uh, if you've been with us this long, thank you. <laughs> I know you're just like seriously, both of you, shut up, get to the music. So we're gonna do that. So here it is, uh, Hate Breeds' latest offering. Uh, just came out January 29th um, through uh, Nuclear Blast Records. Divinity of Purpose. Uh, the first single was released actually last year, November 19th. It was put it to the torch. That's actually the first song on this album. So we're going to go ahead and play uh first track here, and then we'll talk about it. And that's how we're going to go through the next hour or so, is play a little bit of the song, then talk about it. So here it is. This is... <laughs> Probably one of my favorite songs on this thing, and there's a bunch. This is Put It to the Torch. Metalcore. 
I had a friend of mine. I want him to be on this podcast, um, and especially the one we're doing in two weeks on the new Tomahawk album, because he had some of the funniest one-liners about about anything really, but music especially. That was kind of his thing. And he once said of the metalcore genre, it's like somebody decided to take away all everything out of a song but the breakdowns and just make that the song. Like, these bands just do one long three-minute breakdown, and that's it. And that, and I remembered him saying that because that's what I got out of this album. This is, and again, this is coming from the perspective of not having listened to a Hatebreed album before. So I was going into this with no preconceived notions except for my biases, and I was throwing my biases out with, with, with any notions that I had. So just listening to this straight through, The Divinity of Purpose, and especially this Put It to the Torch song, all I could think of is, huh, this is, reminds me of my friend Chuck saying, this is one long breakdown. What were your thoughts of the title track, Put It to the Torch? I kind of wanted to put it to the torch. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate okay. me, Reed? Okay. No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm just kind of being a smartass. I didn't hate it that much, actually. Uh, what was it? When I did Music Factor Fiction, no, by herself, sorry. I was like, Jeremy, could you give me something metal? And then he gave me hate. Hey, Breed, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when I've asked for metal, I've gotten in this moment, which mm, I can't do in this moment. I've tried, tried so much. Even he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I like him this and then moment. I, I couldn't do it. It was like the new single, Blood. I was like, this sounds stupid. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, yeah. Some things I'm, I'm just not quite... Quite up to, but yeah, this 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 song as I put it in there, I was like, you know, this song is I didn't mind. It was like I felt like there should have been more. But I'll tell you with the Hatebreed album. (laughs) I'll tell you a couple of things that jumped out at me um, right off the bat because I listened to the first couple of songs about a dozen times. The funny thing about that was I had downloaded the new album off of Spotify. I thought I had it on my phone. Something happened, and all of my and all of my. my playlist got deleted, not Ooh. permanently, just on my mobile device. So I was so I had everything ah. set to my phone, so I could listen to it uh, without having to go off the without having to use the Wi-Fi. It was all um, it was all downloaded to the phone, and then suddenly, poof, it all disappeared. So I had to use the Wi-Fi at the jail that I work in, and <laughs> which sucks, by the way. <laughs> It's like it's like they got like in, they got like inmates holding up you know uh, fiber optics and stuff. It's just it's just terrible. Um, yeah. So uh, I basically so the point of this was is I, I was listening to it as it was downloading and it took forever, so which means it kept repeating the same couple of tracks before it would get find you know download a new track. And all I could think about was Slayer's undisputed attitude. The uh, Slayer, for those that don't know, Slayer did a covers album um, a couple years back of all like hardcore punk songs, uh, Richard Hung himself, etc. And uh, they did like Minor Threat and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, and guilty of being white. Guilty of being white's a good one. Which, by the way, a really fun thing to do is run around your jail of mostly uh, African Americans and sing "Kill All the White Man" by uh, No Effects, and then and then <laughs> wait for strange looks. You could sing "Cop Killer." <laughs> that would get, From that us. would probably land me getting fired. But, um, but yeah, I, I felt like um, this kind of picks. I feel like uh, this album, and maybe just Hatebreed in general, feels like what Slayer wanted to be when they did, when they did the Undisputed Attitude. 
record. That's that's what it reminded yeah. me of. I don't know if you picked that up or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. It is kind of like the uh, that little crossroads, like right before they went to Diablo's in Musica. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's still the joke album. <laughs> that's yeah. a not a Slayer album. It's like it's like Corn and Slayer had a baby, <laughs> and the baby was retarded. No, no, the baby wasn't didn't start retarded, but she bursted and it flew down the stairs. <laughs> Some, someday we may have to do a podcast just ripping on Diablos and music. It'll be like you know, uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, but for music. All right, let's get back to yeah. this. <laughs> Saint Anger, we'll do Saint Anger. <laughs> All right, um, just any, any other thoughts about sort of, sort of the similarities between the, you know, the. Um, Sort of the uh, punk rock, hardcore, hardcore punk rock type Slayer, and the similarities to Hatebreed, because it really does come out and not just put it to the torch, but a lot of these songs. I just kept hearing that sound over and over and over again. Like if I didn't know it was Hatebreed, I'd have thought this was a Slayer album where they were trying to capture like the early '80s hardcore punk sound. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, I don't really have much more for that, but and uh, like I was reading a few reviews of this. Before we did this, like, oh, I wonder what other people say. Uh, like, one guy made a good point. This isn't exactly a metalcore album as metalcore is now. Because, you know, metalcore now is just kind of, I don't want to say wimpy, but <laughs> it's not nearly, it's not as beefy as, you know, your standard death metal album or your standard metal album. You know, a lot of it has that uh, alternation between the screams and the clean singing. Right. Which, like, a, you know, like, a, like a kill switch engage kind of a thing where it goes from, or um, all that remains where it goes from screaming to singing, screaming to singing. Yeah, actually, Killswitch is one of the I only I've said a few times. They're one of the last metalcore bands I'm still loving. Which they're coming out with a new one in April. That's we'll have I. to we'll have to tackle that. Okay, then in the interest of time, we're going to move on to the next song. This is uh, track two on the Divinity of Purpose. This is Honor Never Dies. Some of the context of the band, 
this was like an overwhelmingly positive album. You know, I wouldn't go as far as to like call it like Christian rock or anything like that, but you know, for for a bunch of for a bunch of guys encouraging um, young men to uh, smash each other in the face, to, you know, in a circle or run around in a circle, everything. as it were. Destroy everything. That's one of their songs. <laughs> yeah. You know, for for a, for a band that doesn't destroy everything, it I I think that's a great message. Uh, you know, sometimes standing for what you mean standing alone. I was, I was saying before that we even started the podcast, and I was, I was out running the other night, and I had that was one of the lines I had in my head as I was running. I mean, it, it's I've gotten to a point with music. I don't, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond, but I've gotten to a point with music where instead of being all music snob about things, just ask myself. It, it, is it is it something that I would that I would mosh to? Is it something that you know I would bang my head and kind of groove out to? Am I in, am I am I enjoying it? And if the answer is yes, it's a good album. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Children of Bodom. You know, it doesn't have to be such a smartly written album where I'm like, oh my god, these guys are just excellent musicians. It has to entertain me. And hmm. this does. Well, I, I can see that. There's some albums that are like that. Maybe I haven't got to the point in my life, <laughs> old joke, to where I kind of feel like, you know, I'm like, I'm tired of being an asshole. <laughs> I'm just going to like stuff. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. let you have that, Robert. You, 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 Like I said, you're half my age. You can still be a music snob, and it works for you. Yeah, oh, I don't know if I'm that. No, I know some music snobs. There are some people around your age that are like, you know, the black and the metal hipsters? Oh, God, uh, yes. <laughs> These are yeah, opposite like, you know, of where I am right now. Yeah, like, you know... I, I, I love two of those guys because they're really knowledgeable and they're pretty nice guys. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the other day, one guy, Metal Chris, loved the dude, very huge black metal guy. He's like, you know, the new Enslaved kind of sounds like black core. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> He's like, we're only clean singing. I'm like, no, it's just more progressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I can kind of see, like, actually listening to this album, I think that one of my main problems, like, just just to kind of get that in before I finish my point, I think the problem with it is Jamie Josta, like he is a pretty good vocalist, but his vocals are really just one kind of one note. Like they just kind of resonate, one register, and then don't deviate much, which I think kind of bores me. I can totally see that. Um, it's kind of uh, simple, you know. He, yeah. he, like you're saying, you, there's 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 not much to it. This is this is what I like to call candy. You know, the, it's, there's nothing to it. It's very, it's just very sweet and everything else. And you know, um, there's nothing really to sink your teeth into. It's just, like I said, it's just candy. And yeah. if you yeah. don't like that sort of thing, or if you're like, I need more than that. I can't just live on a diet of candy. I totally get that. I think for me though, um, it's kind of well, if that's what's on the menu tonight, then I'll appreciate it for kind of what it is. Uh, yeah, again, I always I think, compare it to, like, going to the movies. Yeah, I think mine's just kind of like what I'm in the mood for. Like, there's some days where I want to just throw on Grand Vegas, Red Fang, something, you know, just like the real driving, heavy beat, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm a man. And there's some times <laughs> I want yeah, there's some, uh, some days and I want to kind of throw on maybe, like, Elven King or something that's got kind of a little poppy, folky vibe, and there's some days I just want to throw on, you know, Hey, Breed, Kills with your gauge, something that'll just make me just bang my head and go, I like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I've actually said that phrase, I like cheese. Okay, well, let's move on to track three here. This is Own Your World. Oh, God. 
and it just it just gives a lot of energy to the whole album. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there is something to be said about a positive positive album because there's there's a lot of times like uh, hell this band did it. I think all that remains had some uh, positive tracks on them when I didn't like it that much, but. Regardless, in the like Kill Switch Engage, their early stuff was really positive until they switched singers and went all love story shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I love Howard. I love Howard Jones. He's a great vocalist, but while he was helming the band, they quickly switched from kind of a positive message to more sappy, and that doesn't resonate with me because I'm not that sappy. I'm kind of, I'm more you know I like happy thoughts, happy thoughts. or you know. Or people being impaled on a cross, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, depending on your religious point of view, that might actually be a happy thought. Hey, let's go on the track four. <laughs> this is called, <laughs> googly, this is called The Language. <laughs> So 
you know, again, if they were trying to capture the old hardcore punk sound, because it, cause it's a dead genre, you know, that whole that whole uh, era of music is, is sort of gone. We've paved over it now, and you know, for an oldie like me, old fogey, I like bands that bring that that attempt to bring it back and you know, kind of remember your roots. Because when people say punk rock, everyone goes, "Oh, Green Day." <laughs> oh, the <rock. laughs> Green Day are not punk. I know, I know, but that's what people think of. Actually, really funny okay. story. I got to I got to share with regards to that. So I'm in the car with my wife, and my wife is seven years younger than I am. And um, uh, Blitz, not Blitzkrieg Bob. Uh, I want to be sedated. I think comes on the radio. And I can't remember what prompted it, but she said something to the effect of, like, I think I asked her, like, if she knew who this was. And she's like, this is the Sex Pistols, right? And I just rolled my eyes. And and she kept guessing. And she never got – and I don't think she ever actually got to the Ramones. And, and, yeah, I, I, finally, and I finally – I, I wouldn't answer her. I just kept blinking at her. And she was just like, look, you knew I was a musical idiot when you married me. I'm like, all right, fair enough. It's the, <laughs> it's the Ramones. Yeah, for a friend of mine put on a, what was it? It was a hammer fall. I'm like, oh, there's Jag Panda, right? No. Pauline? No. Gamma Ray? No. Iron Savior? No. Oh, shit. This is Hammer Fall. Yeah. I'm like, you've never <laughs> heard of any of those other bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, punk. Uh, just on the subject of punk, like, I'm not really big into punk, but, you know, I'll listen to it. Like, the old Tony Hawk pro, uh, skateboarding games have to have a good amount of punk in it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, punk, usually, when I look at it now, it either goes, like, like, either it goes, like, hardcore, like, metalcore, or it goes, like, kind of poppy. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the only directions I really see it. Now, I'm sure you have some, you know, punk bands. I mean, they're there, but mainstream-wise, it either gives, like, metalcore or pop-punk. There's, I don't really see many, uh, see much of a middle ground. Yeah, like I said, the, 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 the Black Flag, um, minor threat era of, uh, of hardcore punk, uh, what it used to be, especially when it was associated with politics and uh, you know the early '80s, what was going on uh, culturally. Uh, that's that's really one of the one of the elements of music that I miss. And as I said, I think Hatebreed is doing their best, their level best at trying to incorporate that without be, really being that, because it's kind of one of those things where you know you, it's like you know you, you can't be the Beatles. Oh, you can't be the Beatles. Only the Beatles can be the Beatles because the Beatles happened at a specific time. In the culture, um, you, you'll never have another hardcore punk era, um, you know, genre because it was very specific to that time. You can incorporate the sounds, you can incorporate the elements, but you'll never really recreate that uh, those series of events. Uh, so I think that's part of why I, I really like this album, um, because I think it does an effective job of doing that. So speaking yeah. of, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. I do agree with you. And uh, just speaking of Black Flag, I was I did my month in review column, which did not actually turn out as well as I thought. There was not that much news for three weeks. I could barely get three news stories. <laughs> but uh, Black Flag are coming back. Yes, I saw that. You should have uh, you should have written about the woman who's uh, who met a boyfriend over the internet, and um, he convinced her after one day to tattoo his name across her face. That is so fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> So metal. Check right. out my Facebook I, I was, page. You'll see the article. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to read that because I would never ever do that. But I kind of applaud him for trying, and I applaud her for, I don't know, for ha- for her parents 
dumb gene pool to influence this. <laughs> so it's See, a monument um, stupid. I think in terms of like most metal act, most metal non-musical act, she now surpasses the guy who carved Slayer into his in both into both of his forearms. Hmm. Well, I don't know the guy who uh, who's getting uh, money from Sweden because he's an ad- heavy metal addict and is disabled because of that. It's pretty. I don't know. I think that guy might win. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It was actually. Uh, I think I might have cut it out of the column. But this dude, like, he goes like three hundred shows a year, mm-hmm. and like, he can barely hold down a job. He's like, yeah, it's because I, I have an addiction to heavy metal music. So I think, yeah, I think it's Sweden. Sweden's just like, well, if you can prove it, he proved that he is useless without listening to metal. So he gets like the equivalent of a thousand dollars a year because he's so he essentially metal. gets the European version of disability because he proved he has a metal addiction. Uh, link me to this story. I must read this and I must talk about this with others. And while you do that. I'm going to go ahead and play track five here. This is uh, called Before the Fight Ends You.
again, um, they've got that hardcore punk sound. They've got a real, that's a really awesome bass line, actually. I mean, it's simple, but I like it's one. It, it's probably the one stand standout thing in the song is the heavy emphasis on that initial uh, bass line. Again, more of the same. A lot of uh, the hardcore punk influence, even down to the sort of the, the um, shouting, uh, where everyone just kind of it just it totally takes me back. It really does. Um, I feel like I'm at like a 25 to life show when I listen to this. Any thoughts? Actually, I kind of like this. I like this track more than most of the songs in the middle because it has because the da 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 and then the screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of it kind of gives makes me just want to bang my. Head. It feels like a song that would work. Another song that would just work really well live. Yeah. Because it has an easy to follow beat and has like you know nice little sing along. This whole album makes me want to go see Hatebreed live. Like, I've never wanted to see Hatebreed live before for all the reasons that I said before. I don't need to repeat myself. But, like, I listened to this, and I actually went on Polestar, and I'm like, when are they playing? Because I, I want to take my, my, my old ass out to the show and mosh to this album. This this is a touring album. I mean, they're, they're, they're not saying anything of great significance here. This is just, hey, we're going to tour, and we're going to play, like, a set of songs to that, for you to dance to. It's just It's just great. Yeah, yeah, I actually could have seen when uh, there was Kingdom of Sorrow. I could have, could have totally, like, actually went and watched that, but I was trying to get Red Fang's autograph, and I was, like, dehydrated to the max because it was 95 degrees. <laughs> and I was just, like, yeah, I was just, like, swinging and air guitar and headbanging for, like, 25 minutes straight with no water. Yeah, it's one of those where I learned, do not blow your load on the first band. <laughs> I mean, it was worth it. They were they were an awesome band. Really. They, were, they seemed like pretty cool guys. But yeah, I was like, I could barely walk straight after that. <laughs> so instead of like enjoying Kingdom of Sorrow, my ass is in line, standing in line to go see, uh, to go talk to Red Fang. And see, I wasn't even smart enough to buy the album there. I bought it later when they were gone. <laughs> I'm hoping that like um, Three Inches of Blood, who released an album last year, is actually one of my top five, as I recall. Um, I'm hoping Three Inches of Blood comes around again. With Hatebreed. I can just knock them both out in one shot. Just just bring the wife, you know, because she loves three inches of the blood. Yes, <laughs> as we know. Speaking of your uh, your top five, Volbeat added uh, Anthrax's former guitarist, Rob Caggiano. They did, huh? Fantastic. Yeah, he, is a, he is an awesome guitarist. I'm kind of sad he left Anthrax, but it kind of does, like one of the metal hipsters I know, he's like, you know, Scott Ian's a total fucking asshole. I'm like, no, he doesn't seem like an asshole. I can kind of see what he's saying now. Because <laughs> people drop um, from that band like flies. <laughs> I have a, uh, there's a girl I used to have a thing for back in New York some years ago. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Anthrax. I still am. But uh, she was just like, yeah, I don't like Anthrax. I'm like, you like all metal bands. What do you mean you don't like Anthrax? She's like, I don't like Anthrax. God, Ian's a dick. And then she told me a story about how he was mean to her. Um, that said, this is track seven, Dead Man Breathing. Oh, God. 
wouldn't you think it was Slayer? Mm, I listen, to, listen to that beginning again. Listen to just the beginning. Ready? Okay. you man that's a straight yeah, slayer if it weren't for Jamie Josta I would I, I would actually kind of buy that like Jamie Josta is one of those guys that I can hear I hear him and I go alright that's Jamie if I didn't know Hatebreed existed I would have totally thought that was Slayer yeah yeah I, pro- I probably would have thought like what's wrong with Tom Araya <laughs> Tom are you okay oh man I think he spent all of his vocal cords doing uh, Divine Intervention <laughs> All right. Speaking that, of Devon, that was a good album, but it was it was mainly Tom Tom Araya like screaming his lungs off. I think it was him having an exorcism. But speaking of uh, divine things, this is the title track to the entire album, and it's one of the like I said, the first couple of songs were just knock it out of the park, and then it kind of dips again. This is about where it picks up. Okay, so it, it, it this is a bell curve. It just kind of you know starts high and then it drops and then it comes back up again. And the divinity of purpose is you know for the title track, eighth song on the album, definitely one of the best. It's it's one of my personal favorites on the whole thing so far. It's one of my leading like songs of 2013. So here we go. This is the divinity of purpose. as husband and wife will be the divinity of purpose. Maybe, but you have to admit, South of Heaven probably takes the cake for that one. No, no, this is a happy occasion. It's the it's the pairing of Mr. and Mrs. Robert Cooper, the Metal Coops. <laughs> when you were there, come on, did you did you not hear how that was? It was like when the world left me and you were there for me, and that's man, that's the, that's like the 2013 version of uh, Nothing Else Matters. That's that's the metal love song of of our time. But just work with me. Imagine, like you know, brides coming down the aisle, and all of a sudden you're da 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 da, and then the crosses just slowly start turning upside down, uh, and then I make my entrance. And the blood starts coming down. Okay. I think that works in the ceremony. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, but uh, I, I, would, I will agree with you. This is a very, very sweet song. <laughs> a very good, it's a good song. It's actually like one of them when I was listening. I'm like, 
oh yeah, this is actually pretty good. And honestly, I think it's the closest to metalcore you get on this album. I, I, it's really great. I mean, I'm, I'm half kidding around with it. like, you know, like the love song of our time and everything. But it's such a, it's such a positive song. It sounds so different than everything else on the album to me. You know, it's got that really cool bass line in it. It builds up and then boom, that other, you know, it just, it, it, it's such a perfect song in that sense. Again, nothing particularly amazing as far as musicianship, but uh, it didn't have to be. That's not that's not what this is. Uh, I, yeah. I just it really it really takes you know the message of takes takes all the elements we've been talking about up to this point and kind of meshes them together for a very perfect song for this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as I said, I think the reason why it's so different is because kind of like that beginning where he's not. Screaming his head off is what leads it to being something different because almost all the vocals as I covered in like on the second song are just one one note and this was this was a little different and it had a different beat to it too. You could play this one on the radio. You could get away with playing this on a modern um, metal station without freaking out the straights. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I've heard I've heard some like I actually heard all the remains once. And I was like, oh, oh, that wasn't too bad. This is when I was like looking to with all the remains. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah, great. I could totally yeah. hear this in a movie too. I mean, the, actually, the image that I had is, and, I, and it's one of my favorite music videos of all time. But the Beastie Boys is uh, sabotage. Uh, you know, because oh, they, that. yeah, it, it's Spike Jones is a genius. But what what worked with that was the song very the song fit well is like. A theme song, and that's what I thought about with this too. Was despite all you know the the, the love elements to it and all that, um, you know it uh, it totally reminds me of like a theme song. I don't know if it's walkout music per se, but it's definitely like I, I can hear it in a movie. It's walkout music for the wrestling wedding. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There all right, you go. just just to watch the uh, the bride like. Uh, Either dump him, or the groom has a heart attack, or Kane interferes. <laughs> My wife at some point wants to renew our vows. You know, she wants to, she wants to come mulligan on uh, on our wedding ceremony. I'm gonna have to convince her that we're gonna walk in, that, that if we redo the reception part of it, we're, we're walking into uh, the divinity of purpose. But um, if you don't, that's totally your thing, though. If you if you want to use it, but if you don't, then I'm taking it. Um, okay, you think I'll, about I'll that. let you know. I'll All right. Know. All right. Um, <laughs> All right, this is track nine. This is Nothing Scars Me. Yeah, I, that was one of those ones where I was like, huh, 
Okay. And it was like I said, it got so good with the divinity of purpose, and then it was like I wish, I wish they had actually changed up the order a little bit because, like I said, the next three songs I think are great. Um, that one kind of fits in with the middle meh part of the album. Uh, this is number ten. This is the bitter truth.
about awesome. That is that is pretty awesome. It's like I think it's gonna be my official on the crapper music. <laughs> time to murder it. <laughs> I'm gonna murder this poop. It's time. Come on, my good toilet. Are you following? Are you on the toilet? And I just scream, It's time to murder it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's dinner time. Time to murder it. I gotta write my column. It's time to murder it. See, it fits with everything. Yeah, actually, you know what? When I write my end of, uh, end of February column, I think I might put that as the first song. It's because it's time to murder it. <laughs> I'm telling you that that should be in the um, in the byline underneath the heading when you post it on 411. You know, you know yeah. the, the metal hammer of doom. Blah 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 blah. It's time to murder it. That's what's going time on this mur- podcast. I'll tell you that right it. now. Time to murder it edition. <laughs> that, that's right. It's so great. I, I I I'm gonna just gush about this song. It's just such a great song. Um, the the thrashy tempo, the the change in the vocals, the screaming, and then of course you know, be boundless. Time to murder it. It's just so. It's a juxtaposition of two different ideas, but it's it's it works for me, and it's such a fun song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something I, something I do enjoy because like listening to it the first time, I didn't really notice the song, but then as you kept saying "time to murder," and I'm like, "Geez, what the hell are we talking about?" So I went and listened to the song. I'm like. I see. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I'm listening to this at work as I'm doing, uh, as I'm working on my spreadsheets or whatever, and all of a sudden I hear that part of it where it's like, "Time to murder it," and I'm like, "Hey now, what's going on there?" You feel like great. There's one to be singing penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they already think I'm a little weird. All right, so we finally have come to the glorious conclusion um, of the Divinity of Purpose podcast. This is track twelve. This is the very last song on the album. This is uh, Idolized and Vilified. I'll take your dream! I'll take your dream! I'll take your dream and crush it! Tropes and they're just like okay, okay, let's first random, just throw a trope in there, go, keep, keep going. <laughs> the song of tropes, that's fantastic. You know, like, I thought it was a strong finish. I mean, it's not not the greatest song on the album, but I thought it was a, it was a good it was a strong enough finish. 
or I felt like it was consistent with the album. It wasn't one of those where it was like, hey, it just kind of drops for no apparent reason. Um, it was consistent with the rest of the album. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this. Like I said, I've been talking for the last hour about how if I if I just discard my preconceived notions and my prejudices and I listen to it, um, forgetting everything else I know about this band, which wasn't much, admittedly, um, I can say I thoroughly enjoyed this album. Um, I don't know if anything is going to come out that's better than this in my eyes that I had as much fun with, and I want to stress that. The Divinity of Purpose, Hatebreed 6 album, is fun. Just unapologetic fun. Your thoughts? It's fun. For me, I agree that it's fun. It is fun, but I don't think I had as good of a time. Like, I had preconceived notions as well, which, as well as yours, were kind of unfounded because I'd only heard one song by Hatebreed in full, which was their Ghost of War cover. You know, the Flyer song. It was actually a really good cover. I enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a fun album. Not the best, but it is it is a great turn off your brain and just like go insane album. Uh, all the reviews were very consistent on this. This music is for doing exercise too. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, I li- people were people's review of this album were how much they lift when they li- when when they listen to it. <laughs> Mine's not much. Actually, I'm trying to, my workout music is usually like Aim on a Mars. Almost like this. I, I, I may actually spend the 10 bucks on iTunes and buy this just so I can listen to it on my iPod instead of um, – because I don't listen – I have Spotify on my phone, but I have a shuffle, so um, I don't run with my phone, which means anything I have on Spotify I can't listen to uh, if I don't buy the album. And I may actually spend the 10 bucks, like I said, and just buy Hatebreed so I can have this album strictly to run to. Because between this and Five Finger Death Punch, I'll be back in marathon running shape in no time. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's pretty good. That worked. Oh, I got right. so many CDs I bought over Christmas. <laughs> now I'm gonna have plenty of running music because I've gotten like a bunch of thrash and death metal. There you go. Okay, so that wraps up. Um, unless you had any last words, that wraps up this edition of the 411 Music Zone podcast. Uh, Hate breeds the divinity of purpose. Uh, like I said, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I will continue to listen to it when I'm doing something physical or when I need to be awake while I'm driving. Um, so here's what we've got going on. Here's what we got going on over the next couple of weeks. In about two weeks, we are going to enter the church of Mike Patton, and we will review, for your listening pleasure, uh, the new Tomahawk album. Now, you've been listening to it. Just give us like a ten-word uh, sampler of what your thoughts of the new Tomahawk are so that uh, people tune in for next time. Okay, okay, I'm going to keep it literally within 10 words. Okay, fun, alternative, odd, good, uh, clean, well put together, and patent. There we go. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so we're going to review that in about two weeks. And I yeah, haven't discussed I, this haven't discussed this with you, but... I haven't discussed this with you, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw this at you now. Uh, after we do the Tomahawk album, I want to do another uh, career retrospective. I promise I won't go into the autobiography of my life this time. You know, those of you who listened and hated what I did at the beginning of the Pantera one. Um, did you see that we got comments on that, by the way, and that was the third comment? 
Holy crap, we got comments on on something? We we really did. People uh people were really excited about the Pantera career retrospective and one person commented that my opening monologue about how I associated with that band uh completely turned them off to the rest of the podcast. That is hilarious. I'm gonna go go like right now and Google it. <laughs> go four one one. There we go. There there it is. Um, anyway, we're going to do another career retrospective because uh, Clutch is putting out Earth Rocker in the month of March. So in preparation for Earth Rocker, we are going to look at the entire uh, span of Clutch albums. First, we'll do one podcast that just does the career retrospective of Clutch, and then uh, after it comes out, the later part of March, Round about WrestleMania time, we will go ahead and review Earth Rocker. What do you think about that, Robert? Well, I think you mentioned it uh, during Pantera that you were thinking about it. I've never listened to Clutch. I know it's Cardinal Sin in the Church of uh, Mr. Mark Radulich, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've never listened to Clutch, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go uh, go marathon Meath Clutch, and they do not look no, nope, they're not on Spotify. Clutch? <laughs> There's some Clutch on what? Spotify. Is there? Uh, maybe it didn't. Oh, oh why? It looked like Children of Bodom. Oh, that's Clutch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah, so this is your homework assignment for the next uh, for the next month or so in preparation for that. So okay, so in two weeks we'll do Tomahawk. Two weeks after that, Clutch. Two weeks after that, Clutch Earth Rocker. Um, and then that'll take us into April when some new stuff's coming out and. Uh, We'll tackle that. I know Robert's going to have some ideas of what we want to look at. So we'll do a couple more albums in the month of April. So, Robert, uh, what do you want to plug, and where and where can they follow you? Okay, okay, let's see. You can follow me. Oh, hell, I'll do the plugs for a second. Plugs. Sundays, I usually write the 411 Mania Prison Hammer of Doom. It's on a little bit of a hiatus because I'm in, in school right now, and you know, I kind of want to get my grades straight before I get back into writing. But I have that. I also have the uh, review for the Tomahawk album we'll be talking about. I like it. Give it a good score. So there's that. Let's see. Uh, I think I did four-player co-op for Stephen Randall Day in the game section. I'm going to have factor fiction and music come think, tomorrow. The, uh, what else do I have to plug? Let's see. Yeah, that's all for one, one stuff. I have a podcast, Sentai Rider podcast. We talk Tokusatsu, including Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Ultraman, Godzilla, what have you? We won't do one episode because I'm a, I'm a bitch at editing, but we'll have another one. We'll have another one coming soon of the new Power Rangers series, which I know you'll laugh, but it's actually better than you would think. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. See, I've got that, and uh, let's see. Well, let's see. One one comment on the Tomahawk. I'm hoping to get my friend Kevin on the Tomahawk podcast because he worships the Church of Mike Patton. And if Megadeth comes out with an album this year, we need to do a Megadeth career retrospective. Bam, your turn. Indeed, sir. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mark Radledge, um, Mark Radledge LCSW. So Wednesday, this week, I'm in a rematch of the ages with uh, 401 Magazine's own former writer of the MMA 5-1, Stuart Lang. Last uh, last week on uh, Fact or Fiction, I whooped his ass, and he said oh, uh, he was the um, victim of biased judging, biased American judging. So this week I... Uh, I travel to merry old England, as it were, and uh, it'll either be Butterfield or Alex uh, Watt who will be judging. But it's me versus Stuart Lang in the MMA Fact or Fiction this Wednesday. Uh, This Thursday night, I'll be covering the latest edition of Bellator, 
And uh, that's it for this week. You can check out uh, The Long Road to Ruin, uh, our Spider-Man podcast from last week. Thank you. I'm glad you – did I convince you, by the way, that I convinced you Spider-Man 3 was not a horrible movie? Somewhat. Excellent. You brought up some points that I was like, okay, okay. I can, I can, I can see what he's saying. I mean, I never thought it was like the scum of the earth. Oh, I've, I've, I've had friends of mine that were just like I thought, thought, thought I was on ill hallucinogens for defending that movie, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so you can check out this Long Road to Ruin Spider-Man podcast uh, from last week, where wherever it was posted, and I'm not sure where at this point. Uh, of course, every Sunday is the 411 Ground and Pound MMA show. We are moving this Sunday night. Uh, We were doing Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This Sunday, February February 10th, I believe, is uh, we we will be 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are no longer Sunday mornings um, except for when there's a WWE pay-per-view, but we'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. So this Sunday night, if you uh, tune in to the 411 Ground and Pound radio show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, everything else is the same, just the time has changed. Uh, And lastly, this week coming up, a week from today, The Long Road to Ruin comes back, if I can actually get all these movies watched. We will be doing, um, theoretically, <laughs> Paranormal Possibly. Activity. need to jump on that shit. Maybe I can join in. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I've never seen them. Never seen any of yeah, them. Yeah, neither have I, and I, I, need to, uh, I need to get on it. I haven't, I've been sitting on a copy of uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and I need to just send it back so that they can send me back Paranormal Activity, but that's neither here nor there. So, all right, so that's it. That's all the podcasts and everything. That's all the columns and whatnot. Uh, thank you for joining us on the 411 um, MMA Zone music podcast. We'll see you in two weeks at the Church of Mike Patton's newest edition, Tomahawk. Until then, be well, be safe, and behave. Keep the